Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Folks, you're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 152 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on November the 6th, 2017. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and this week my good friend and co-host Peter Mandel is uh, where pretty much we all want to be. He is out in Walt Disney World this week, but it's okay. I brought in a special co-host. You guys know him. You love him. You hear about him every week, folks. It is Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, Disney travel agent extraordinaire. What's going on, Dave? Hey, Kev. Thanks for having me, and I hope Pete's having a good time. Yep. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Dave! How, yeah, are, Kev. how are you, my friend? When's the last time you've been down here to Orlando? It's September 28th. Oh, okay. So it was kind of recent. I came down for a day just to check out Animal Kingdom. And then I went on a Disney cruise to uh, speak for a bunch of, speaking for a bunch of travel agents and oh, just hang out. Nice. Very nice. Man, you really live the life. You're coming down for work and it's like go to Pandora and go on a Disney cruise and, you know, Disney cruise out of uh, out of Canaveral. So, you know, like smooth sailing, no, you know, choppy water or anything like that. Uh, it was fantastic. Um, now, Disney cruises leave out of New York now, too, right? They leave out of they uh, have the city. They do. They have a couple cruises right out of especially in October and November. Hmm. Right now, there's. This is the heart of New Jersey week down there. Three quarters of the state is oh, visiting you. Yeah, it is Jersey week right now. Yeah, that's true. And there's they're going by boat. They're mm. flying down. They're any way they can get there. Uh, folks, what Jersey week means is uh, Jersey week is what we call the week of the New Jersey uh, Teachers Union uh, Conference. So the, all the all the schools are all closed, so people tend to go on vacations, and you know they tend to come here to Walt Disney World. How many how many um how many people do you have down here currently? Like clients I have yours? forty-two clients this week alone. Wow, which is my biggest by far, and then I have twenty more for the rest of the month. So it's the craziest month of all. Yeah, I can imagine. And one of those uh, forty-two clients is Pete. It is. Yeah. So yeah, I, I talked. I did talk to Pete uh, yesterday a little bit. He was in the Magic Kingdom. They're having a good time. I'm going to try to meet up with him at some point while he's here. Uh, we'll see if that happens. Pete tends to go very hardcore on his trips. He's you know very like you know he basically plows through Walt Disney World, and it's kind of hard to like he doesn't when you don't stop to catch a breath. It's hard to catch someone when they stop to catch a breath. Um, but yeah, I um, I went down. Um, I was actually in. The Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, uh, not yesterday, but the day before on Sunday. Or I'm sorry, Saturday. I forget what day of the week it is. Um, so yeah, I was there on Saturday, and um, the Christmas decorations look fantastic. Hey, so uh, some pictures of it. 
it's my favorite time to look at. I can't wait oh, yeah. to I, see it. I remember when I was first going down for my first trip. I asked you if um, I should go down for Christmas, and you were like, and you. I remember. I'll never forget what you said to me. You said, "How long has it been since you've been there?" And I said, "Oh, you know, it's been a really long time." He goes. Don't go for Christmas. Go for Halloween because if you go for Christmas, you'll only ever want to go for Christmas, and you should experience something else before you see it. And you're you were right. I mean, I look forward to this time of year so 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 much now. It's truly it, truly magical. That that uh, Santa Claus they have in Canada, who's like six foot six. Oh yeah, the Canadian is, Santa. It's like the coolest guy. <laughs> said a ho ho ho. Canadian. Said a ho ho ho. He says a a a. Um, the, um, okay. So ready to hop into the news? Uh, I am. the news this week brought to you as always by Dave Weikert of magical travel, who will plan all your Walt Disney world and universal Orlando vacation needs at no additional cost to you. You can always find Dave over at Disney Dave W at Verizon.net. So, um, we've got some worldwide news. Um, I'm sorry. We don't have worldwide news. Um, let me reach for what I was looking for. Uh, so not a lot of news this week. We we no worldwide news, no Disney Springs news, no resort news, and no water park news. Uh, we are hopping right into Magic Kingdom news this week. Did you see what has just returned to Main Street USA? No, what has returned? So there's this little section of Main Street USA in the Emporium that has been um, kind of behind scrims for a couple months now, like to the point like it's right next to Casey's Corner. Um, and you're just kind of like, well, what is that? They, they've, they've taken it down, and now it is the storefront for the House of Magic. It's a little blast from the Disney past. That must, that's going to be cool. It looks really neat. It's, it's, like, it's uh, blue-themed, uh, so it is the House of Magic Returns. But, of course, it's still just the Emporium. But when you go in through there, they do have an old-school um, Walt Disney World Main Street USA House of Magic t-shirt that you can buy. And the window is themed to magic. Now, are you into magic and things like that? Oh, I love magic. I, I When I was a kid, I used to really want to learn magic, but I just kind of never had anyone to teach me. Um, I used to get, there used to be these like little sets, or, like like do your own magic kind of like sets where it would be like, you know, like, the rings that you put together. And like, remember they, like, the boxes were like purple themed or something like that, where uh, I don't remember, but I remember there was one where like you had a little ring and you put the ring in the box and you had a little sword and you like cut through the ring and you take it out and the ring is like around the sword now. It, I to this day, I don't even know how it worked, but it just, you know, it did it. But yeah, I used to love my, my co-host on Geek Watchtower, Chris. He is a huge um, um, magic nerd. Like, he's a magician. So, yeah, I have a lot of respect for what goes into that. Do they still have the magic shop in Disneyland? I don't remember. I, I want to say they might, and, like, it's actually still a magic shop. They used to have a magic shop, and, it, weirdly enough, they had a tobacconist on Main Street USA and Walt Disney World when it first opened. So, um, you know, you can, get, you know, uh, buy freshly rolled cigarettes and, you know, magic stuff. But I'm glad the magic's back and not the cigarettes. Yeah, I don't think the tobacco's coming back at no, all. No, no, no. Um, okay, so Magic Kingdom, further Magic Kingdom news. So we know that Christmas is upon us in the Magic Kingdom. It looks glorious. They just put the tree up because I was there on Saturday and there was no tree. And then I went back on Sunday and the tree was there. Or no, days of the week. I was there on Friday and there was no tree. And then I went back on Saturday and there was a tree. Um, so the Christmas trees are up. Everything's all set. I believe last night they did the Frozen Holiday Wish. The night that I went, they didn't do it because they were um, filming for the Disney Parks Christmas special. You have to make your way over to the beach club 
to see if the uh, gingerbread house is up. Oh, you, you, the Beach Club and the Grand Floridian. No, oh, there's one. I saw a building it a couple of years ago one time. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. You know, when I, when I was over there the other day, I was like, oh, I wonder if they have the Grand Floridian gingerbread house up yet but i'm gonna go do like a usually i wait until like the season's like truly upon us like maybe like second or third week in november and then i go do the monorail tour where i i want to go see the poly i want to go see the um and they don't they, the poly is not decorated yet because i was there the other day um probably the grand floridian the contemporary i like seeing the boardwalk the way they decorate that the beach club um and the uh wilderness lodge is always really nice at christmas yeah especially since the Wilderness Lodge is totally rebuilt. It should be maybe even extra special. So Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Uh, there is a change to protocol uh, for it this year. The party begins at 7 p.m. So all guests have to leave the park that are not attending the party by 7 o'clock. Uh, that's always been the way it was with Halloween as well. However, now and guests that are attending the party can arrive and receive their wristbands by 4 p.m. Now... This year, they're doing something different. Because I'm going to admit, Dave, I used to work the system a little bit. I, I used mm-hmm. I, I used to be a little deceitful, and I would work the Disney system a little bit. I would um, I would go to, like, I'd wait for it to be, like, 645 or 650, and I'd get online for, like, Splash or Big Thunder, or, like, something with a wait. I'd get off the ro- attraction probably around 715 at that point, so the party's fully in swing. It's all fully dark out, and then I would leave, and I would walk down Main Street USA while it was snowing. Yep. Um, so, you know, I was like, that's like the one thing I wanted to experience, so I got to experience it. Now, guests are still allowed on Main Street USA up till 7 o'clock to shop and eat and whatever, also to watch the Frozen Holiday Wish at 645. However, the on party nights, uh, guests can guests with only guests with wristbands can enter attractions from 6 p.m. on. Yeah, and they started that or announced it like inside of six months. Yeah, so I have customers with like 6:30 dining reservations mm-hmm. and uh, be our guests. Well, they're not changing them, but I had to answer each one like, no, you're okay. Yeah. They're not going to kick out. But, of course, they couldn't announce it prior to six. Yeah, they couldn't announce it 181 days out from you know, the Christmas season. But, uh, yeah, so that that is um, that's what's going on for that. Uh, no Epcot news, no Animal Kingdom news. We do have some Hollywood Studios news. Uh, the Hollywood Studios Christmas decor, I wanted to point out, uh, in past years, we have had the giant Christmas tree actually outside of the park. Uh, it, that in, Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios always had their trees outside the park, in which uh, right as you walked up like by the bag check area, there was the huge tree. Well, this year at Hollywood Studios, you walk up to that area, there's a big poinsettia bush there. Um, right by the Fantasia topiary that they have outside. Then you can walk inside of Hollywood Studios over to the Echo Lake area, and it is decorated awesomely for Christmas. They have the giant tree in the middle of the island in the middle of the lake. Um, Then there are big, huge uh, Christmas decoration like ornament balls all over the place. A lot of them are floating in the lake, and they're like beach ball-sized. And then uh, Dinosaur Gertie actually is wearing, is holding one of the uh, ornaments and has a and has a Santa Claus hat on. That is cool. Yeah, it's really neat. They have really good Christmas music playing. I got to tell you, Dave, there's one thing that I'm really kind of livid about. 
it's this grand avenue in Hollywood Studios. Because as we know, they changed the name from Muppet Courtyard to make Muppet Courtyard a part of Grand Avenue, which literally is nothing more than a strip remaining of Streets of America in which uh, they turned the writer's stop. So, okay, so right away, you've messed with the Muppets, you've messed with the writer's stop. So now I'm angry. <laughs> um, the writer's stop is now like some bar, like a bunch of beer and stuff like that. But now, the when you walked into the Muppet Courtyard, it was all Muppet music. That was the background music. Now, it's all Grand Avenue music, which is just crap music. Like, I'm just very upset with it. But then I'm really upset with it now around Christmas time because at Christmas, the Muppet Courtyard music was always Muppet Christmas music. Mm-hmm. Like it was always like, you know, tis the season to be jolly and joyous. Um, there you go. Kermit impression for tonight. Uh, <laughs> The um, but yeah, I just I missed that. Like when you walk into Muppet Vision, like that little hallway leading into the pre-show area, they are still playing the old um Muppet Courtyard music loop. But you know, oh, and but here's the other thing about that area, which I'm actually happy about. There's the whole area has got lots of construction walls up right now. Like there's construction walls up around the entrance of what's going to be star Wars land. There's a few construction walls right outside the banister of Tatooine traders, but there are construction walls around the Muppet fountain. Really? Yes. Because it's going to be a fountain again. Oh, that's important. Now that they've done the piping work they needed to do on grand Avenue, they're able to bring the fountain back. So I'm excited to see that again. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yep. The, the way they did the construction walls is funny. It's like the construction walls are about like as high as like the base of your ribs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like just a little circular thing of construction walls. But the Miss Piggy is still outside of it. Like it's like still above it. So I, I don't know when they work on it or if they I don't know what they do, but um, they probably work on it after hours or whatnot. But uh, I'm very excited that that's going to be making a, its big comeback to Disney's Hollywood Studios. I mean that park is gonna blow up just like Animal Kingdom did with the uh, when yeah. Toy Story opens, oh, yeah. whenever that that's coming soon, and then eventually Star Wars. Yep, uh, that's the thing. Like Hollywood Studios right now, like it's just kind of like okay, well they're putting some Christmas stuff in there to make up for the Osborne lights, but there's really nothing like. I was on the parking tram with a family that was just like, we're doing a full day at Hollywood Studios. And I'm like, no, you're not. You'll be done. Yeah. I mean, this was like nine in the morning. I'm like, you are going home by noon. Like, yeah. and there was, it was really not crowded in the morning either. Like, I don't know. I mean, unless you're a big Star Wars fan, you do, you do Star Wars, you do Toy Story. Mm-hmm. You're pretty much done. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I totally agree. But now, you know, you have, um, yeah, you do Star Wars, you do Toy Story, and then like you know the Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster for the more thrill ride, you know, minded people. But again, you know, they got rid of the great movie ride at the la- at the worst possible moment. Like you could have pushed that back a year. Like yeah. you could have waited for Toy Story to open to close Great Movie Ride. I don't understand that. Um, and you know, it's just like aesthetically. But you know, at the end of the day, like Pete and I have discussed this before. They're like, well, what did they really close with the expansion? They closed Lights, Motors, Action, the Backlot Tour. The Streets of America, the Osborne Lights, and the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids play area. And then, like, that little area with a couple, like, eateries and, like, another little, that Roger Rabbit-themed shop in the back. But other than that, they didn't really close anything. So, like, that park has kind of always just had that level of attractions. And when you look at it, I think it's just aesthetically, like, just visually, like, jarring 
for you to be like, wow, that's a lot of construction walls. It's a wall world after all. Um, yeah. Was there yeah. Because when I was a kid, M, like MGM Studios was my favorite park. Was it ever your favorite? No, not not particularly. But I I love the uh, I like going there, spend a day there. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, I can't wait for it to uh, get better again. Yeah, I mean, the Star Wars stuff is going to be fantastic. You know what? I'm also kind of enjoying the quiet right now because I know that in a less than a year from now, when Toy Story opens up, it's going to be mobbed again. It's gonna, and then when Star Wars opens up, forget about it. You're not going to be able to move. So that'll be when I go to Pandora all the time. Did you go on Flight of Passage when you were there? I went four times in a row. Wow. How'd you? That, like... I, I was able, I looked out one of uh, the, uh, I had one fast pass given to me by a Disney person. Mm-hmm. And then I had one of my fellow travel agents, Jerry. She, uh, she had an extra one on her fast pass. So she let me use her band. I went on that, and then I looked on my app, and for a single rider, it had one. Oh, the single so rider line ran... was open. No, it was just basically. I just went on. Oh, the app for a fast, for a fast pass. pass, and for one person, and it popped right up. You know, there is a single rider line for Flight of Passage. It's just not open yet. Like, there's a space for it. It's just they don't have it yet. And then I did the uh, the river ride. And then right back to Flight of Passage. So what was your what was your um, your take on Flight of Passage? You shouldn't do it four times right in a row. I can imagine. <laughs> the fourth time, I was like feeling a little queasy. Yeah, I could, I could definitely imagine. Motion simulators are not meant to be experienced that many times in succession. I thought it was really great. I mean, the uh, the big mammal trying to eat me was pretty cool. And uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I know. What do you think of the river journey? Because I'm just so unenthused by it. I, I was pretty much unenthused. Uh, I was excited when I was first there, but I can't imagine some of my guests who kids were too short. They put their fast pass in there, and you're all excited, and it's like there's nothing. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's it's a bunch of movie screens and then a really good animatronic. So, I mean, it's visually breathtaking. It's just it lacks any kind of like cohesive story to it. But um, so also in Disney's Hollywood Studios news, uh, they had the annual pass holder preview last night for Sunset Seasons Greetings, which is the new uh, Christmas show that takes place on um, um, the uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, what am I what am I thinking right now? Uh, Sunset Seasons Greetings, which which takes place on um Sunset Boulevard, it's the new Christmas show. Okay. So. Now, if they have that sw- Molt Sweat and Tears still playing down there? I don't think so. I don't think Molt I love that band. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I like them, too. I don't I don't know if they still play around. Um, but, you know, I just got a text from Pete that he actually just got done with Animal Kingdom. So I'm asking him, what about that flight of passage, though? I'm, I'm so, like... If anyone's going to have, like, the whole, like, eh, it was okay, it's going to be him. I think even Pete's going to be going to love it. Yep. So I'm going to wait for his text back about that. Um, but, okay, so they had the annual pass the preview last night. I did not get to go. Um, <clears throat> they announced they were handing out wristbands for it yesterday. And then, you know, everybody flocked there to Hollywood Studios. Um, the nightly 
uh, performances begin on November the 9th. But from what I've heard from everybody, people liked it. Um, you know, lots of projections on the Tower of Terror. It snows on Sunset Boulevard. Um, you got Mickey and Minnie up there. You got the Toy Story gang up there. You got the Swedish chef up there. It's supposedly a good time. So anything's better than Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. So, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, and that's the news this week, Dave. That's not much, but not much, but quality quality i think we just got a peter mandel text message wrote it twice good time all right folks you heard it here first on on two men in the mouse wrote it twice good time pete mandel is excited that's about the that's about as excited as it gets folks so there you go Uh, (laughs) he's probably is just as excited as when he looks at my pants and sees my name on it yeah absolutely I'm sure he's uberly excited about that. Um, and before, you know, before we break, I will let everybody know, speaking of uberly excited, I'm doing um, Uber rides again. And, you know, I've had some of the listeners contact me. And it's always really a, posit- a positive experience when I get to have people that I, you know, have something in common with in the car and, you know, drive them around. So if you guys need an Uber driver on your trip, just get in touch with me via my Facebook page and... Um, yeah, we'll make it happen and, you know, shuttle you over to Universal or whatever and from Disney or from, you know, wherever to Disney and, you yeah, it give you some tips and tricks and all that good stuff. So, folks, we are going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to hear from our sponsors and the rest of the White Dragon Podcast Network and we'll be back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier and makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it was his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends had his name on it. Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. 
If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late night post fireworks bus stop cues so much easier and dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it so how does it work you just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying you can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay so pack light leave your stroller at home and save up to a whopping 50 percent versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. Hi there, this is Monica Pinto from the Mouse in Our House podcast inviting you to join me here every other Friday for all things Disney from my perspective. Let's face it, with our fast-paced lives in a crazy world, always running from one place to another, from hectic work days to family responsibilities, from household chores to those never-ending errands, it sometimes seems impossible to survive until your next Disney trip. How to turn that around? Easy, by keeping a little bit of that Disney magic in our everyday lives. So go ahead, sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee and a little something sweet, and let's chat Disney. Join me here on the White Dragon Podcast Network every other Friday where we'll celebrate all the magic, all the fun, all the memories, and even some stuff that's not so magical. But don't worry, a little bit of pixie dust should take care of that. So until then, I hope you remember to keep the mouse in your house. Hello, I'm Storybook Julius, the White Dragon Podcast Network's resident Canadian and the host of Storybook Radio, a Walt Disney World and Universal Studios podcast appearing every Wednesday here on WDPN. Walt Disney was a storyteller, and well, so am I. Now, I'm not saying that I'm as cool as Walt Disney or anything, but I'm saying that if you're looking for a unique take on the Walt Disney World and Universal Studios theme parks, with immersive looks at their stories, backstories, and histories, you've come to the right place. Head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Podomatic to subscribe to and download the Storybook Radio podcast each and every Wednesday. You can also check out www.storybookradio.com for more details and more content. Hey WDPN listeners, this is Allie Eibler from the Geek Watchtower. And as you know, we live in the golden age of geek culture. With all the movies, television shows, comic books, video games encompassing the world of geekdom, it can be a real chore to keep up with all of it. Well, here on the White Dragon Podcast Network, we have a little something called the Geek Watchtower. Kevin Kessler, Chris Doherty, and I run down the latest geek news items every Friday morning for you, before we focus on a fandom feature topic of the week. We're talking about everything from Batman to to the Avengers, anime, Doctor Who, Disney, Nintendo, and so much more. So make sure you join Kevin, Chris, and I every Friday morning in the Geek Watchtower, where we monitor all the things that geeks watch. Find it on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and of course at WhiteDragonPodcastNetwork.com.
Folks, we love our mousers. The the fans of the show that make Two Men and the Mouse just the bright spot in our lives that it has become over the last uh, three years. And we love being able to give you guys control over the show. And since the very inception of Two Men and the Mouse, we've done a regular segment where we open up the Two Men and the Mouse email bag and we always bring in our good friend Dave Weikert of Magical Travel to help answer your emails, answer your questions, let you guys kind of dictate what we are going to talk about. And so this week we pose the question to you guys. We said, Dave's coming on. What do you guys want to know? What do you want us to talk about? What do you want to hear on the show? And boy, did you guys ever answer the call. Uh, the email bag is really heavy this week, and we're going to try to uh, power through them as quickly as possible, but it might take some time because it is definitely, uh, you guys had a lot of questions, a lot of really good, thought-provoking questions, too. So we we're very excited. Dave, you ready for this? I'm ready. All right. Well, folks, this week for our e-ticket attraction of the week, Dave and I are opening up the two men and the mouse email bag. All right. So... Let's get a move on. So first question comes to us from Monica Pinto from the Mouse in Our House podcast here on the White Dragon Podcast Network, which if you all haven't heard it, you should definitely check out. She says, what are your thoughts on the Coronado Springs expansion? Well, the uh, it's going to help the resort. It's going to, we need more moderate rooms. I mean, right now it's pretty tough when you drive in. The first thing you see is cranes and dirt and piles. Yeah. And it's even though most of the resort is in touch, when you first drive in, you don't get that happy feeling. But it's it's gonna it's their big one of their bigger convention resorts. It's gonna bring more people into that park. I mean, I always liked the resort as a great deluxe pool, has some good restaurants, food courts, fantastic. Looking forward to the completion eventually. Because right now there's only two moderates where you can really tell people you won't run into construction is in both the Port Orleans's. So can't wait till they're done. And we'll see how the other transportation and whole how that works when it starts working eventually. Yeah. So um, for me, like I would say my thoughts on this are. I think it's going to be fantastic. I think it's going to be a great expansion. However, in the interim, don't stay there. Um, pick another resort. Don't stay there at Caribbean Beach because it is just a lot of construction. Um, and like it's a lot of construction. Like you drive in through that front gate and it's just a nonstop construction walls. I went to Spooky Empire there um, recently and it was just so much construction going on. And then I picked up a friend who was staying there uh, just the other day and I was just amazed at just how much is sealed off and closed off. And really like it, it, it kind of ruins the visual experience of what is normally a beautiful stellar resort uh k pern says so let's say you have to be on the tragical express at 3 p.m for those of you that don't know the tragical express is, is what we call the uh return bus for the magical express which uh shuttles you back to the airport at the end of your trip um so see so you have to be back on the tragical express at 3 p.m what do you do that day go to a park enjoy the resort in disney springs dave what are you doing on a day like that well, first, I'd like to say hi to Kay. She's one of my favorite customers. Yeah, I love her. She's and great. the 3 p.m. is a great, is a relatively good time. Now, uh, you can get a, a, a 1 o'clock late checkout if you ask earlier on your trip. Um, so you can stay at your resort as long as you can and then get your luggage to the front. I mean, by 3 o'clock, though, Depending on how long you've been there, I'd probably be 
sitting around Magic Kingdom as early as I can. Yeah, I mean, if you have a park pass for that day, I would say it's worth it to even go to like a studios or something like that and just be able to like spelunk around studios and get most of it done, like we were saying before, by noon. Um, <clears throat> but for... Um, I mean, I always will recommend Disney Springs to people. I think you can go to Disney Springs and enjoy a much less crowded experience. Um, get some last-minute shopping done. Um, maybe renew your annual pass if that's something that needs to happen soon. Um, because, you know, they got that guest relations area there. Um, you know, check out the Star Wars VR experience that's coming. Or, you know, grab some breakfast at some of the awesome um, uh, restaurants that they have there. Yeah, that's a good good way to use. Uh, go down there, do some shopping, use up some of those snack credits you have in uh, there sitting on your meal plan. Agreed, agreed. Yep, yeah, and that's the other thing. Like, get rid of those snack credits, and even if you have quick service credits, you can exchange those for a couple snack credits. Um, also, you know, miniature golf is the thing that they have there. Or, um, I mean, you know what? With having to be back for the, the Tragical Express, I wouldn't recommend leaving Disney property just because you never know with I four traffic and whatnot. So, staying, I would stay on Disney property for sure. But yeah, springs, miniature golf, just any of the things that exist outside of the parks also, if you don't have a park ticket for that day. But if you do have a park ticket, I mean, that could be that can be a breakfast slash lunch at Epcot. That can be all of Hollywood Studios. It can be an early morning ride in Pandora. Like, it, there's a whole bunch of things. I don't recommend, I mean, well, I mean, the bus services being what they are, I don't know. <clears throat> Magic Kingdom's transportation is always so spotty. If you're on a time crunch, I know I never recommend that, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you have a three o'clock, you want to leave any of the parks by noon. Yeah, to get back because you, the you want to make sure you don't you don't want to miss it. So, so we have a, a impression request. Samantha Crow says, "What about a good Wilson impression? His thoughts on holidays in the parks and the impact on the twelve days of Christmas has on the price of elephant tusks in the black market." So, uh, let me get you a little uh, little Wilson. <sighs> the holidays are a time in which we all come together and forget that animals are dying in the wild. This 12 days of Christmas is very much a horrible thing to our animal brothers. A partridge in a pear tree does not make a gift. Geese are laying. They are trying to have babies. They are, ex they are going extinct because of you. Think before you give these gifts. These turtle doves. If you think about it, the 12 days of Christmas are all just like birds. <laughs> I really didn't think about this one before. I'm just like thinking about it right now. I'm just like, wow, that's a lot of, that's a lot of birds. Six geese are laying. <laughs> These seven swans are swimming. They will bite your children. Uh, so there we go. Wilson's thoughts on uh, the 12 days of Christmas and the holidays in Walt Disney World. Uh, Spencer Frady uh, also wanted a Wilson thing. So I'm going to fast. There were a lot of Wilson impressions. We can't have it be the Wilson show. But um, uh, Michael, Michael Bobichael says, I'd like to hear Canadian Mountie Kermit explaining O Canada to new guests. This is, so this is a challenge. I'm going to try to do mix Kermit with Canada. All right. So I'm just kind of like trying to like hear it in my head first. Um Oh yeah, welcome, welcome here to Canada. Eh? Yeah, we uh, we got this old Canada show. It's actually being done in a uh, a circle vision, which actually means that there's action going on all around you. So you know, step on in. You know, have yourself a moosehead lager and maybe some poutine that you have to smuggle in from Disney Springs because we don't have it here in Epcot unless you go to uh, you know over there to the uh, restaurant over there. But uh, you know that costs a lot of money. But yeah, step on in and you know and enjoy Martin Short. He's a national treasure, eh? Yay! Hey. Eh? 
<laughs> Those two voices actually <laughs> uh, doesn't even cost you a toonie. Um, <laughs> Allison Lee says lots of okay, more impression requests. I'm just um, let's see. Aaron Marie says, "What is your favorite Walt quote?" Um, mine is, "I would rather entertain and hope people learned something than educate people and hope that they were entertained." I have it tattooed on my hip. Dave, uh, what is your favorite Walt quote? All our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Hmm. Where do you have that tattooed on your body? Uh, not telling. Okay. <laughs> uh, honestly, knows. and I and I oh god, and I know that this is actually kind of a um, I know that this is a kind of a cop out answer, but in all the wall quotes that I looked through, like to kind of like figure out which one is um my favorite. It all. I hope we never forget that it all started with a mouse is still my favorite because it is that hearkening back to no matter how big this company gets, just remember, it all started with a simple idea. And I honestly, I feel like with Walt, that kind of kind of adheres to like his perspective on things that one simple idea, you know, one little spark or, you know, um, you know, the great big beautiful tomorrow. It all man has a dream and that's the start. Um, that to me always, has always spoken a lot to me and has always inspired me. So that is my favorite wall quote. Um, so Jennifer Dye says, we try to take a trip uh, once a year. We just had our last baby making us a family of six. And all I could think about is how hard it is to find a room to fit our family without breaking the bank. We really like staying deluxe, but right now we need two rooms or to spend a ton for a suite. I wish Disney had some rooms that could fit six. My kids are small. Can I stick them in a drawer? I'm only half kidding. Um, so, you know, it reminded me of that Seinfeld episode where Kramer has the Japanese businessmen that sleep in the, in the chest of drawers. <laughs> but uh, so Dave, um, rooms that, that sleep six at Disney, um, what do you got? I have to agree. That's a tough one. Now, if, if the uh, children are under three, the art of animation is in that five to six person range, but it's not huge. Um, the villas, the one bedroom. Some of the one, mostly the two bedrooms will sleep uh, six. Um, most of the one bedrooms are four and five range. The cabins, the Fort Wilderness cabins will sleep six. Okay. The Saratoga Springs, the tree houses go up to 12. Oh, then, well, wow. I mean, but for, for budget purposes, if there's only two adults, you can get guaranteed connecting rooms. So if you want two rooms at the pop or, uh, say, the uh, Port Orleans Riverside, mm -hmm. you can get that. And generally, two rooms uh, um, are a little less expensive if you don't need the kitchen. Right. But the thing is, if you add a third adult, that guaranteed connecting gets thrown out the window. Right. So if you have two adults and, you know, four kids then you can have connecting rooms and then what would you like the connecting rooms? Like there's a door in the room that leads into the other room, right? Like that's, yes. so you yep. can, so you can just leave that door open at night and it's kind of like different bedrooms then. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. See, I mean, that makes a lot it, of sense. It cuts down on, if you don't, if you don't need the, uh, the kitchen or so it, it works out, but yeah, uh, that's, that's a really good tip. I, I didn't even know. I didn't know that one. So, um, Okay, so this is kind of a more serious question, and, um, you know, not a lot of jokes can be made about it. 
Um, so Amanda Bennett asks, asked Dave if he um, warns people privately, especially people with children in tow, about the alligator situation. Um, I just wish people would be more frank about the issue. There are definitely alligators in uh, all the ponds and lakes here. It's mind-boggling to me that there aren't more barriers between the water and the walkways. Uh, Pop Century, all-star music, um, with that creepy retention pond back by the country by the county country fair. Uh, yes, I know about the beaches and the fences, but what about the other areas? If you ask cast members or Disney employees, uh, they'll just refer you to their corporate communications. I have real concern with certain areas still with a toddler running around. I can't figure out where to stay or what boat docks are the safest for her, to be honest. The boat dock at Port Orleans French Quarter leaves a lot to be desired. It's a floating square with no ropes or anything. Am I the only parent who worries about this stuff? I'm sure she's not. So, Dave, if people ask you about the alligator situation or, or you know, what you say to people about the what do you what do you tell them about the situation over there well the um i try I, when they when they ask me i tell them what they have done i have pictures i can show them of the netting and the ropes and the signage um i mean all the resorts have some type of water uh around them and i when they ask that they are trying uh, it looks like they're trying their best. It's probably one of the best places to go now after the tragedy that with alligators. Mm-hmm. Um, I know speaking to some people or our captains of the boats, there are policies. If they see them, they, they have a procedure to call and they're trying to capture them. Yeah. So and, and you know, from what I understand, Disney does, um, they, they capture them and they relocate them somewhere off property, um, like a reserve or something like that. Like, I don't believe that they're, like, you know, taking them out and, you know, Wilson would have an absolute fit about that. But the, um, yeah, I believe they do handle it humanely. And they're trying their best and uh, hopefully in the corporate world that they want learned a big, tough lesson. And yeah. But uh, I've never personally, I've, all the times I've been there, I've never seen one like knowing s- that they were there. But I've seen one once and it was actually, um, oh no, I'm sorry, that wasn't even on, that was when I was on my way to Disney somewhere else. It wasn't actually at Disney. Um, just because, you know, it is Central Florida and they do exist. Um, but yeah, I mean, Disney's very cognizant of the problem now. And so as far as what, like, what resort would you recommend then to people? Like, I mean, the Grand Floridian, the Polynesian, and the Contemporary, you can't even get anywhere near the water anymore because it's so roped off. Correct. Um, but, I mean, if you're concerned about the moderates, then I would have to say, um, I mean, there's no real body of water at the All-Stars, is there? No, and I guess Caribbean Beach has uh, some, but... Crib- well, no, Caribbean sure. Beach has those, sure Caribbean Beach is the beaches. I wouldn't... Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure how they're linked in. To that body of water, if it's connected, and I've I haven't been to to my fault. I haven't been over to the moderates in a while, so like I haven't seen like what they've done as far as like if they do the netting, uh, because you know at the deluxes now they have that that netting all over the place yes. now that keeps you from going anywhere near the water and keeps anything from the water from coming up on the beach. Um, so and they have they put like rocks and stuff there, and there's also like warning signs pretty much every time everywhere there's any kind of body of water, there's a warning sign. So, um, I, I guess get... Pop Century would be, but yeah, Pop... I mean, they all have they're gonna have their own little hazards, so they yeah. alligators can pretty much get anywhere, yeah. 
All right, so uh, Jessica Stanley says, for three adults who want to stay on the monorail loop, which resort would be the most cost-effective while still providing decent dining and theming? Also, how are the new security procedures affecting the queues for the monorail, specifically the one for Magic Kingdom? Um, okay, so for those of you that don't know, I'll tackle the security question first. The new security protocols is if you are driving into the Magic Kingdom of the TTC, when you get off the parking tram, you are immediately go you go through security there rather than go through at the park. Uh, if you're taking a bus in, they have a busing thing there. Or if you are coming in from the monorail, um, from a monorail resort, you go through security before you get on the monorail at your resort. Now, I have seen, Dave, these lines at the resorts be very long, and I've seen them be very short. Um, but for the most part, they do move. They don't have the... They don't have the the huge lines that like the parking that the transportation ticket center gets, um, and typically it's just you know they go through your bag, you walk through the metal detector, you're in. I mean, you may wait a couple minutes, but that's no different than it's probably less time that you would wait at the resort than it would be if you were just from my experience, like because I went on the the one at the poly the other day. It's less time at the at the resort than you would wait going through with everybody the way it used to be in the old version. I agree. <clears throat> Now, as, as far as three adults on the monorail loop, uh, most cost-effective while still providing decent dining and theming. I mean, they all have decent dining and theming. So what would you say is the resort on the resort loop is the most cost-effective? Contemporary? Contemporary, outer building, standard view, or garden view gotcha. will definitely be the most cost-effective. And they got California Grill. They got the Wave. They got, I mean, they've got so much of the contemporary to do. And the thing I love about the contemporary is the walk to Magic Kingdom. It's like you cannot undersell i mean i'm sorry you cannot oversell the importance of that walk to the magic kingdom because the magic kingdom's transportation issues are legendary it, yeah yeah i mean like i have serious problems you know like getting to and from the magic kingdom sometimes just because at the end of the day it's so rough to like have to get through so uh, yeah i would i would definitely recommend the contemporary to them and the only thing with those rooms are because they're the most cost effective, they do bulk up around that six month window, especially the standard yeah. view one. If you yeah. don't mind looking at a garden instead of water, it bulks up relatively quick. Here's my thing. I like as long as it has air conditioning and a roof and a bed and Stacy's must do Disney like I'm good with like whatever room I can get just because. And I understand like one the transport like transportation I think is really the 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 like I don't care what my view is I don't care if I can if I'm looking at a parking lot or if I'm looking at a garden I'm not I've ne I don't think I've ever once stood at my window at a Disney resort and been like ah the great outdoors and like like looked at it um, you're there to use the bathroom to shower to sleep and to put your stuff somewhere yeah in most cases most of the the guests will take the least expensive room available at the resort they choose. Ah. And, mm. and I mean, some, some will want the theme park views and uh, if it's in their budget, they'll take it. Yeah. But the most common quote I always get is we're, we're only there to sleep. Yeah. And, but we want the moderate because it's a little bit closer for right. this or that. It's the or transportation is the issue. Yeah. Right. Or we want the deluxe because we want to walk Depcot or something like that. Yeah. Um, um, 
Okay, so uh, Amy Godden says, uh, Kevin, what do you what didn't you know about prior to moving to Florida? The parks, the area, jobs, etc. Was there anything that surprised you coming from the Northeast? I'd like to take that plunge one day, but I'm a huge chicken. And speaking of birds, did you have anything to do with Flights of Wonder closing? There is a rumor that Flights of Wonder and the owl that accosted me is uh, closing down. So, uh, no, I did not have anything to do with that. But you know what? That owl has had it coming for a long time. Uh, Now, (laughs) as far as uh, taking the Florida plunge, which if you are um, planning on doing that, there is a a Facebook group called Taking the Florida Plunge which is people, uh, it's all people that are looking to relocate to Florida. You can ask questions, you can get advice. Um, this is something I plan on doing an entire show about one day, like what it, what it's like to relocate here and what you need to know. Um, I guess the, the things that, the things that I would tell people moving from the Northeast, um, and this is not, not even out of Disney, because Disney things move pretty quickly, but you have to get used to the fact that people in the South move at a slower pace. Whether you are at Walmart or whether you are at the drive-thru or wherever, you have to not get as angry as I tend to get when people don't move at New York speed. How long did it take you to uh, calm down? I'll let you know when I calm down. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, you know, you also have to... I I... The thing that I learned the most moving down here was all of the awesome things that exist down here outside of Disney. Um, you know, Tijuana flats is like my favorite Mexican place in the world now. Like it's, it's like burritos and, and you know, tacos and stuff like that. And it's wonderful. Um, Miller's ale house is so awesome. The chicken zingers are amazing. Like there are all these places all around Disney that you can go that are awesome. And the main thing that I would, in, cause I'm going to do a full show on this in the future, but the main thing that I would recommend to people that are moving down here, and this is a do as I say, not as I do kind of thing is, um, when you move here, remember that you live here, you're not on vacation. So don't do what I did and walk into the parks your first day and spend money. Like you're here for a week and you know, you are here on vacation and you have to learn. And I think the, the main thing you have to learn is that, you don't have to do everything right away. You know, like you don't have to get on every ride because you can come back tomorrow to do it. And it takes time for that mindset to settle in kind of when you go from being a vacationer to being a local. Um, And again, you know, thank you, Amy. That is a a really good question. And I look forward to doing a future show on that. Uh, Brooke Parker says, Hey, I'm heading to the world in mid May. Do you think they will start doing soft openings for toy story land around that time? Like they did for Pandora. Any guess on when this summer they may officially open? It seems to me, Dave, that Disney's not really doing the soft openings anymore with things like Pandora. They did an annual pass holder um, preview. Did you see that? Yes. So it was, one day they just kind of announced like we're doing this pass holder preview and our annual pass holders could sign up for times to come and get a preview of Pandora, the world of avatar. Now, like when they opened, um, fantasy land, new, new fantasy land and new, yeah, seven dwarves, seven dwarves. Yeah. They were doing those soft openings. You can never really predict when they're going to do them. Right. When, no, you can't predict whenever Disney's going to open something. It's usually late and, they can open it for a couple hours or I mean, it's, if you know, cast members, they may have an idea a day or two ahead of time if they're get picked, but you never know. Yeah. 
uh, Greg Clement asks, what off-site resort would Dave recommend for a large family? We kind of went through that before, um, you know, the connecting rooms at the Values if you're more budget-minded or the cabins at Fort Wilderness, the family rooms at Art of Animation, right? Like those are kind of what you're right. thinking. I, re- I really don't do much of the off-site things at all. It's too tough to really become an expert on. Oh, I'm sorry. He said off-site. Um, yeah. Duh. I thought he was asking on-site. Um, I only read it. Um, yeah. So, what off-site resort would you recommend? I mean, the the Gaylord Palms has is right there, and it's nice. The um, uh, I mean, Universal Swan, Swan and Dolphin, if if you consider it off-site. Yeah, I'm not re- points or whatever. But. Yeah, I I really like the um the resorts right there in Hotel Plaza Boulevard. Um, oh. like, like the Wyndham and the B hotel and like they're right there by Disney Springs. Um, also, you know, you have a number of motels, uh, there as well. And those include, you know, there's like motel sixes, there's a red lion hotel. Um, they're all right there on 192. again, right outside Disney property. However, if you are looking to stay with a large family and you're looking for something with like a kitchen and a couple bedrooms, um, I recommend the uh, Vistana Resorts. Um, it is a timeshare resort, but I believe you can go there. Even you know, if you talk to somebody who owns there, or I believe you can also rent time there. Uh, that's where my aunt and uncle stay, and it's right outside of Disney Springs, and it's beautiful. They've been staying there since I was a little kid, and they still stay there to this day. So that's my answer to that. Uh, that's good advice. Yeah. Um, so Jenny Werner uh, Bauman says, where would you recommend staying with a family of five? Kind of like what you were saying before, either the, the you know, or a family of five is a little easier, right? So the family of five is relatively easy. You got the Port Orleans, uh, Riverside, you have Caribbean Beach when it's done under construction, not mm-hmm. until then. Yeah. You got most of the uh, deluxes, not the wilderness, not Animal Kingdom, but the Beach Club, Yacht Club, Boardwalk, the Monorails, all do five. Art of Animation, Family Suites. Yeah. Uh, and I guess the All-Star Music Family Suite, if you're, uh, that would be the most cost-effective for yeah. the, but uh, they're all, they're getting better. It used to be very tough. Now it's, there's a lot more choices. So, uh, Jason Frank says, what suggestions do you have for visiting the park during a race weekend, either as a runner or as someone who's not running, but is locked into that weekend? My advice is don't go. Uh, no, but I understand some people have to. The race weekends are probably my least favorite time to be anywhere near the parks, Dave. And I typically don't really pay attention to run Disney events. So, like, I'll be driving to the park, like, for a day to meet up with a friend, and I'll look, and I'll all of a sudden see, like, a tent, like, on the side of the road, and I'll be like, no, it's a race weekend. Race weekends do tend to be more crowded. The you know, um, the, and the one thing that uh, Samantha Cross commented on this, which I have to agree, she said, "Don't go to food and wine." And I am in strict agreement on that. Um, you know, when on a race week, if you're like here for like wine and dine or something like that, and food and wine is mm-hmm. going on, that's where everybody goes after the race. They all go to Epcot because they all want to have a drink. They all want to walk around with their medals, and they all want to go to food and wine so i would have you know try to find i would say animal kingdom's a safe bet um during that weekend hollywood studios is a safe bet magic and epcot is kind of where people congregate i mean my advice is for that it's like you have to plan it way in advance six months out make your get your dining reservations done get your fast passes done i mean i don't recommend people go between christmas and new year's Correct. but i have got 
guess going, it's more. You just have to plan 100%. That was nuts. I went on the 27th last year, and that was absolutely nuts. Um, so yeah, Storybook Julius from Storybook Radio here on the White Dragon Podcast Network, which you should all listen to, says, what do you recommend to a family traveling with a two-year-old in terms of travel itinerary, time of year, and hotel? I'm going to be useless on this topic, Dave, so you take this one away. Well, you, you're you going to probably most of the times be going to the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. So you want a resort where you can get back early when the child is time for a snap time or starts to melt. Um, probably you start early, get back, hang out at the pool, let the baby sleep, and then go back later. So that in mind, you got the monorails, you wilderness uh, lodge, if you're just going to the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for a budget, Port Orleans is about 10 minutes away from the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Once the buses start rolling. Absolutely. So you, you want something where you can get back to your resort quickly because the baby needs to sleep. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. You, you and, tra- and honestly, transportation being what it is there, you know, you might want to consider renting a car with a car seat so that you can, you know, if you can, if you can throw that added expense on there, it's yep. the Disney transportation is wonderful, but at the end of the night, or, you know, if you have a, a situation where you need to get back quickly, it's not ideal. Now, one of the things I mean, it's very tough to get out of the Magic Kingdom for the fireworks. Yes. Um, Ideally, if you wanted to go see fireworks, the Epcot resorts, getting out, just walking past is much easier going walking back to the boardwalk or beach club. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to use the transportation. You can push your strollers. As long as you don't get run over by the scooter people, you're pretty good. Yep. Uh, Greg Clement says, non-park day, where do you go for a special dessert? I got the answer. I got my answer to this one. I know right away. Uh, I'm going to Disney Springs. I'm going to uh, Sprinkles Cupcakes, and I'm using that Cupcake ATM. They're great cupcakes, and it's, it's you know, awesomely, you know, delivered to you via robot. Um, but also the um, Ghirardelli in Disney Springs has got some great ice cream, some great chocolate. Um, and the, you know, there are, there's a, there's a, um, like a sorbet shop or I'm sorry, a gelato shop there. One of my favorite things to get in Disney Springs for a great dessert is called gelati, which is Italian ice or some people call it water ice. I don't know. It's, I, people call it all different things. Uh, but you get that with soft serve ice cream on top of it. So you can get that in Disney Springs right outside the world of Disney store at one of the little kiosks that they have there. There's a whole bunch of awesome desserts that you can get in Disney Springs. Dave, what would your recommendation for that be? I can't disagree with you at all. That Cupcake Factory is where I'd be. You showed it to me the, when I was with you the last time. Yeah. It was, oh. Honestly, and this, you know, this may be sacrilege to some, but if I was going just for like a dessert kind of thing, I would go to my favorite restaurant in Orlando, which is not at Disney. It's at Universal. I would go to, to some chocolate emporium and get one of those giant milkshakes that they have. Yeah. I mean, have you been there? There's so many. There's so, no, I have not, but there's so many dessert places there. You can't go wrong with Pete's trying. Pete's trying it this year. I'm very excited to hear what he thinks about it. Um, I mean, you know, the guy had, the guy had no reaction to flight of passage. It's kind of like, it's good. So, you know, Hey, he had a, he had a, a reaction, so that's probably more than that's like a hundred percent 
for him. Jeff Curtis has an impression request. He says, Kermit reciting the monorail safety procedure in Spanish. So, <clears throat> here we go. Good luck. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. So, there you go. Short and sweet and to the point. Aaron Marie says, I have one solo day at the end of a girl's weekend. I'll have about 10 hours to kill. What else should I do? I'll have an annual pass by then, so it can be in park or not. I would say for this, Dave, this has a lot to do with who you're traveling with. Do you have friends that don't want to go on roller coasters? Well, maybe this is your opportunity to go on some roller coasters. You know, do, do your friend hate Small World? Your friends hate Small World, which happens to me all the time. My friends all hate Small World. Um go on small world like do the things that you can't i would love to do a whole show on disney alone like disney by yourself like time the killing time in disney um but i would really take the time also to i mean 10 hours you could even do a tour in that time right oh yeah most of the longest tours are eight eight hours yeah you could do dolphins Um, in depth you can do um walking waltz footsteps yeah behind like behind the seeds like there's there's a whole bunch of awesome things that you can do that maybe everybody in your group doesn't want to do um behind behind the seeds would be something i would like to do but my kids and my wife would probably say nah behind the seeds is super affordable too i think last time i looked it was like 25 bucks like ahead which is like really affordable for for a tour or the steam trains, I would like to yeah. do that. Oh yeah, ride the train around. Um, rent a rent a rent a little boat, and you know go, the pontoon. I'm dying to take one of those pontoon boats out from the poly because they're like, I think it's like forty five bucks for a half hour. Um, and you can just take the the pontoon boat out. It seats like nine or something like that. Like nine people you go out in the boat with and just kind of chill in Seven Seas Lagoon. Um, but I would also take that opportunity if I have ten hours by myself. I want to explore things that. I want to explore the hidden. I want to find hidden Mickey. I want to go on like a hidden Mickey hunt. I want to, you know, find the hidden Pascal's in the Rapunzel bathroom area. I want to like look for all these like little things. I want to try to find the Jack and Sally in the haunted mansion. Like all these little things that you hear about, but you never really have time to do when you're go, 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 go. Because when you're by yourself, you answer to no master, but you, and that is when you can really dive deep into Disney. I did Flight of Passage four times by myself. Exactly. You could do Flight of Passage four times or you're Dave Weikert. Um, all right. So our last question is uh, from Easton Moore. Fa- what is your favorite DVC resort and why? What has the best transportation other than the monorail loop? Um, now, DVC resorts, you know, uh, I mean, if I were to stay at a DVC resort, I, my favorite would be probably Bay Lake Tower uh-huh. with how close it is to the park. Um, she said, other than the monorail loop, I would say, um, I would say like the beach, the yacht and beach, uh, they yes. have the DVC properties there. Um, because you I can, mean the boardwalk's almost the same. Yeah. And I mean, they're very good. You know, one thing people, when people always say about the boardwalk and the yacht and beach where they're like, you can walk to Epcot. That's not all you can do. You can walk to Hollywood studios. Yes. From the boardwalk, it's not that long of a walk. It's just like a little, it's like a stretch down the thing. It's probably about equidistant to walking from the exit of the Magic Kingdom to the Contemporary. And the boardwalk, I mean, they have the, the nightlife and the dueling pianos. Oh, totally. Jelly rolls. and it, Jelly rolls. It's, it's not bad at all. I mean, the, I mean, I consider, I can uh, quote or price out all the vacation clubs like their standard ones. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, 
depending on your budget, what fits in the best. Or you know what? I would I would love. D- I think DVC is probably awesome at Animal Kingdom Lodge, but the transportation is then an issue because you're busing everywhere at that point. It's if you have older kids and you don't mind the 15, 20, 25 minutes, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, but if you have little kids or or just fidgeting around all the time, that's not the resort to be be right. at. All right. Well, folks, that's all the questions we have for this week. Thank you guys so much for all the questions that you guys have, uh, all the impression requests, all the questions, the really thought-provoking stuff. Thank you guys so much. We love giving you guys control over the show. And Dave, thank you so much for coming on to share your knowledge with us. Well, it's really tough to fill in for Pete, but yeah. uh, it's always excitement. I, it's hard to... Uh, yeah, sure we, that, we've um yeah, I'm going to actually um if if the stars align correctly, I'm not going to like like vow to do this, but I may actually even be doing a another episode this week um with with someone else um before Pete gets back, but I do have to say uh, we've been um we've been teasing a major announcement or I've been teasing a major announcement on the Facebook group for a while. Um I'm prepared to finally be able to make said major announcement. Uh, probably on next Tuesday's show because I want Pete to be here when I make the announcement. Uh, it's it 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 concerns the show. Um, but it's it's more. Um, it's a and it's a good announcement. It's not like two men in the mouse is over. No, like it's it's a good uh it's a good announcement and I'm very excited by it and I think uh, a lot of you are going to be really excited about it too because it's just going to be an awesome kind of way to extend the Disney experience. So, um, Dave knows what it is. So. <laughs> He's not. I telling. agree. It's a good announcement, and He's, I'm looking forward to it. Dave's not telling now, um, uh, but um, my lips are sealed. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, Dave, uh, you know, again, thank you for so much for coming on. We love having you on. The listeners, have, I've always heard great things from listeners about working with you. If people wanted to contact you in uh, regards to booking a Walt Disney World or Universal Orlando vacation or at any Disney resort around the world, um, what? How do they get in touch with you? What's the best way? Uh, Easiest way is Disney Dave W at Verizon.net or my phone at 908-709-4199. That's the easiest way. Send me uh, uh, a text, an email. I'll get back to you right away. Sounds good. All right, folks. And well, um, thank you again to everyone that wrote in questions. And without any further ado, that's going to do it for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. I, I wanted to like get the, the full like old version of it back. Uh, folks, thank you again so, so very much for joining us this week and for doing this with us and for you know letting us answer your questions. We love making your Disney trips better. And I mean, that's Dave's whole life. I just do this once a week. Dave does this 24-7. So, you know, uh, please, folks, uh, you know, and for Pete, who is not here this week, check him out over at Rogue Comics. If you go right now, you're going to either get Renee, his sister-in-law, or accident, hashtag Accidental Sean. Uh, but Pete will be back in the shop next week. Stop in, say hi, you know, buy a comic book, buy a Funko Pop. You know, he's got a whole bunch of awesome stuff there, a lot of it Disney. Uh, also, check out roguecomics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. And folks, as we just said, if you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise, Adventures by Disney, or any Disney resort throughout the known world, including Hawaii, uh, or Universal Orlando Resort, please check out our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who you can always find on Facebook as Magical Travel Dave, or reach out to him at DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. And if you are planning a Walt Disney World vacation, but you don't want to lug a stroller around or rent one from the parks, please look up our good friends over at Kingdom Strollers. They will deliver a crib or stroller of your dreams directly 
to your Disney resort. Door-to-door service. So folks, uh, check them out over at kingdomstrollers.com. And for me, again, my Uber services are available if you guys are looking for transportation or like some, you know, little, you know, tourism around or the Orlando area and some helpful tips. Reach out to me on Facebook. My Facebook page is facebook.com slash Kevin J. Kessler author. Um, and speaking of authoring, you can also find uh, my books, the Ross and Auntie series on Amazon. You can find those also through my Facebook page. Uh, but my new book, Ross and Auntie Rise of the Dragon Lord, comes out uh, this uh, December, December the 5th. Uh, so we're a little bit under a month away from it. Uh, you can pre-order now uh, over at Amazon by going to mybook.to slash rise. And the first book of the series, if you're new jumping on, you can get it right now for just 99 cents over at mybook.to slash rosinanti. R-O-S-I-N-A-N-T-I. Uh, folks, thank you again for joining us this and every week. Dave, any closing words? Thank you very much. Thanks for all the folks who are booking trips and all the Disney fans out there. All right. Thank you guys so much. Folks, please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.